Hi, everybody, and welcome to Tomorrow Never Knows, a Beatles podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the magical, mystical Beatle, George Harrison. I'm Greg, and I've got Marty with me. Hello. And yeah, i got to say, George was one of them, uh, not, not one of them, but my favourite Beatle. I, is, he, is he your actual favourite well, now? When I, or? When I, just then, when I was arming and arming, I thought of John. Yeah. How could you not? Like John. Yeah, I think I was more interested in George, but... George was sort of... Uh, they called him the quiet one, the quiet but he one. wasn't really the quiet one, was he? No. He was... No, after a few stories came out of the closet, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's let's look at a brief, very, very brief history. I know everyone knows the history of how George got into the Beatles. He was Paul's mate, and he used to... Catch the same bus. The bus, as, yeah. Yeah, as Paul. And they used to talk and they talk about their guitars, their music. And Paul recognised him as a good guitar player. Yeah, I think Paul went up to John and said, oh, hey, I know this guy, he can, you know, really... Yeah, raunchy. So he said he said to he said to George... Come and play raunchy on the bus. I think yeah, it was. for John, they went yeah. up, and he said he did it note perfect. Yeah, and that was it. But it wasn't only that; he was a couple of years younger. Yeah. Than, than the rest of the guys, and it he... wasn't only that. Word is, John was the type of guy that he'd give you shit, but if you couldn't handle it, he didn't respect you. But if you gave him shit back, he respected you, and George would give him shit back. Yeah. So that that was, you know, George could tolerate John. So that was one of the things, yeah. you know. Um, and also, uh, I think they rehearsed at his mum's place. Yeah, yeah, which, which was a big factor back yeah, in those that's days. Right, that's right, because there's nowhere, nowhere to rehearse. Yeah. And uh, so, and George was instrumental. He was the one who was really instrumental in bringing Ringo into the band. Yeah, he was really good friends with Ringo. He he was the one who pushed for Ringo to come into the band. Yeah, really. So and he was saying that when they started to tour, he that they'd have two in a room, and he'd always get someone else to stay with Ringo. So they got to know Ringo and know why he brought Ringo in. You know. Yeah, well, Ringo was always. Yeah, you know, I think he used to sit in with them in the Hamburg days. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, he did when Pete Best went missing. Yeah. And, stuff. and not only that, they they talked about Ringo coming and watching their sets late at night. Yeah. He said, like, really late at night, their last set, when there was no one there, they'd play all the blues numbers that they really liked. And that's when Ringo would come and, and listen. And in the early days, um, George, when they played live, George used to have an equal share of the songs. Yeah. So they'd have like, I don't know, seven songs each. Yeah. So he sang as many songs as Paul and George. Yeah. That, that didn't change until George Martin, until they got a record contract and George Martin said, well, you know, this, in his opinion, this guy is obviously not as good singer as, as, Paul, and as John. Paul and John. So I'm only giving him you two. Know, two songs. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and Paul talks about, he says, in anthology, he says that girls were mad about George. Yeah. Girls were absolutely crazy about George because he was a handsome he, he guy. He was a handsome guy, yeah. He was a, a handsome good looking guy. Guy. And uh, when when I was in Liverpool, I went to the Beatles Museum. I went to the Beatles. So they had all this stuff in the Beatles Museum. And right at the end, as in all museums, I've got a gift shop. Yeah. 
I uh, went to the gift shop and there were these young girls, probably 19 or 20, 19 or 20, and they sold everything in, in this shop and they had like black and white photos, large black and white photos, hundreds of them. Hundred, and the, all, these girls, there were three girls, 19, 20, look like models. Yeah. They look like models and they all had black and white pictures of George, George. from yeah. 1964 and they were all buying that. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Yeah. I, I thought that's fantastic. He's yeah. still got that appeal. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, of course, sorry, are you going to say something? Yeah. I was, I just remembered something you said last time you were here and it was regarding, he, he always was interested in wages, the money, you know? Yeah. I remember, um, there's a guy from Monty Python they said, um, even at his deathbed, he wanted to get square with the tax man. Yeah. You know, yeah. even when he was dying, he he didn't want the tax man to rip him off. George didn't suffer fools gladly. Yeah. Uh, the, there's stories, if George liked you, he liked you and you were loyal, but if you crossed him in any way, that's it. Forget yeah. it. If he didn't like you, he would never like you. Yeah. You know, and, and there's scenes, there's scenes, there's crowd scenes where uh, people push him and he turns around, you can see him in in the camera turn around saying, don't yelling at people, saying, don't push me. So for the quiet one, he had a bit of a temper. Oh, so yeah, yeah. He, he had a bit of a temper. Like, And I don't blame him. I yeah. wouldn't like people pushing me and, you know, I, I don't know how they, they put up with him. And he says in Anthology, he says, fair enough, people gave their money and they gave their time, but we gave our nervous, nervous systems. systems. Yeah. yeah. And you know when I said... Uh, Things came out of the closet. Yeah. Well, certain people went into the closet, literally. And that was one of George's stories. What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, he locked Patty up. He put her in the closet. Oh, did he? Yeah. You know, it all came out like, um, yeah, I don't know where I heard that from, but yeah, he was doing some weird shit, you know? Yeah, um, he did. He sort of like uh, Eric Clapton tells a story where he says, uh, he goes up to George and says, hey man, I'm in love with Patty. Yeah. And George just says, oh, okay, take her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take her. Like it was, like it didn't matter. Like yeah. it's not a materialistic thing. Yeah, it could, know? yeah, because it was, it was so into the spiritual yep. side of life. And he slept with uh, Ringo's wife. Did he? Yeah, I didn't hear yeah that. he yeah. slept with Ringo's wife, which yeah. was when, it, when he was asked, why did you do that? Yeah. He said incest. Incest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, George was George was very spiritual, but he had this other side about yeah, him too. Yeah. Uh, he was very underrated by George Martin. I yeah. thought. And George Martin says it himself. George, yeah. George Martin says, I, I probably should have paid more attention to George. And that sort of caused a conflict yeah. between the two. Like, George... Never used George Martin in any of his solo stuff. Yeah. He never used him in any of his solo stuff. George Martin tells a story that when he went on holidays during the White Album and he came back and everyone was recording their stuff in different rooms, he walked into the recording studio and George was recording Savoy Truffle. Yeah. And George Martin said, oh, I think the horns in that sound a bit bright. And George just turned around and snapped. Yeah, well, that's the way I like them. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, you know, even even though I'm sure they had a a very nice relationship, I, I don't think he was as close to George Martin as say Paul was. No, and all this 
um, resulted res, result the result to this was uh, all things must pass. He, yeah, because he was only allowed two sides, two songs, a, an album. Yeah, he had a whole heap of songs locked up, ready to ready to go. Yeah, and all things must pass. That was the yeah. story behind that. And he's Abbey Road. On Abbey, in my opinion, on Abbey Road, he wrote. He's got the two best songs yeah, on Abbey Road. And he comes the sun. Yeah. So his songwriting was. I mean, we'll t- we'll talk about that a little bit later because we are going to go through the top ten George Beatles songs and the top ten George solo songs. But I think I know what you're going to say. In the early days, he wasn't up there with Lennon McCartney. But by the time Abbey Road came, he, he was. was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. And another thing about George too, he was the first Beatle. Of, but first solo Beatle to have a smash hit yeah. with My Sweet Lord. I mean, that yeah. was a smash, smash hit. Yeah. And he was the last Beatle to have a smash hit with Got My Mind Set On You yeah. and When We Was Fab. Yeah. And all that. McCartney had stopped having hits by then. And then he had the Travelling Wilburys as yeah. well, who, who were huge. Yeah. They were absolutely huge. There was another album he bought out um, just before he died. I can't remember the name of it now, but... Brainwashed. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I'm a bit brainwashed because I couldn't remember <laughs> the, what it was called. But yeah. anyway, it was a good album. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good album. All these, all these albums are good. And one thing that George really needs credit for is bringing in the Eastern culture mm. into... Western, not, Western, music. Western, not only Western music, but Western society. Mm, like you know, if it, if it wasn't for for George Harrison, I don't think you know, like meditation things like that would still be in their infancy. He yeah. introduced it really early. Yeah, he like you know, he brought in the sitar. Yeah, he brought in the sitar. No one had heard anything like that. Yeah, in pop music. Nothing like that. And of course, after he bought in the sitar, everyone was Wanted using the, yeah. everyone was using the sitar, and it was his idea to to go see the Maharishi. Yeah, you know, it was he was the one who brought meditation into the into the whole thing. Yeah. So, and you know, he became a Krishna and he became really spiritual. Yeah. So he did a lot of things, not only for the Beatles but for the world, yeah. really, didn't he? Yeah. Well, see, while while George was doing all this stuff, you know, John was like out getting in trouble with Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> you know, doing all these outrageous things, getting deported and yeah. Uh, when George No, but George did this before. George bought in uh in the Sitar in 1965, you yeah. know. After he, they saw he saw the film Help. Yeah. And he's they they've got Indian musicians yeah. on Help and he says he went and bought this cheap sitar at a place called India Craft. Yeah. And started mucking around with it, and we all know the story of yeah. Norwegian wood, and every everything just snowballed from there. And he was a leader in a way because all the other Beatles followed him. They yeah. followed him. They followed him to India. To India, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. George led the way, and they followed him to India. And uh, he friended Ravishankar, and that was a big part of his life. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. Ravishankar was a yeah. huge, huge, huge part of his life, and so. Not only was George's song, did George influence a lot of bands with his songs? Yeah. Um, he, he, he influenced culture. Yeah. He influenced actual culture, you know. Yeah. Medita- I got into meditation. I got into Indian culture because of George. Yeah. Yeah, you know? well, if he didn't do all that stuff, 
Yeah. We, we'd still be ignorant yeah. of all that stuff. You know, the whole Western world. That's right. Would be. All right. So we're going to um, go through George's top 10 George Beatles songs and top 10 George solo songs. So let's run through the magical, mystical Beatles. Beatle, not Beatles. Yes. Beatle, George. Let's run through his, what we think are his top 10 solo songs, starting from number 10. Do you want to start? Yep. Okay. Okay, I, uh, I've i got Simply Shady from his Dark Horse album. Yep, yep. Uh, I always love that song. I think it's the second song on the album. But... Um, yeah, it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, but I, I love it Some some reason. It's because it's George, you know, and because, yeah. because it's not everyone's cup of tea. And only George would uh, only George would call a song Simply Shady, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. He was, he was uh, very paranoid about people ripping him off. Yeah. Very paranoid about, you know, that kind of people taking things. advantage yeah. of him. But... Something else I wanted to say when you mentioned Monty Python, they were, they were talking about the life of Brian, and he told them that he would finance the life of Brian, yeah. and he was broke at yeah. the time, and he mortgaged his house. Really? I yeah, didn't know he that. mortgaged his house because he kept his word, yeah. and he mortgaged the house so they could make Life of Brian. And, oh, okay. And then Life that. of Brian is, and that's another way he influenced culture because Life of Brian was a massive hit. Yeah. And it's still, it's still great today, and it was, it was just a really big part of culture yeah 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 it's um yeah it's that humor side of him he li- he liked it, yeah that sort of humor yeah they all did didn't yeah. they? but he was he was um and another thing i'll just i'll just bring up the ruttles that the ruttles yeah. movie he was in that was he yeah he was playing one of the interviewers in that and um one of the guys from the ruttles i heard him being interviewed neil innes and he said when when John got a cup, copy of the Ruttles, he just pissed himself off. And, Did he? And he kept their copy. He oh, said, okay. oh, can I keep this? Can I keep yeah. this? And he kept their copy. And I said, but when Paul got it, he was really upset. Yeah, pissed off. Yeah, he was, really, yeah. He, was, he was really upset with it. But George was in it. Yeah. He's actually in it. All right, my... Sorry for deviating. That's all right. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that story. Um, my number 10 is Got My Mind Set On You. Now... I just love that song. I tried in my top ten. I wanted I wanted to put songs in that George actually wrote. He didn't write that, but I, I just love that song. And it was really the last big Beatles solo hit. You know, that went to number one here in Australia. I know it was top ten all over the world. And Paul had stopped having hits by then. Yeah. So you know, and I was glad that George had the last. Big hit, you know. This yeah. is after John's death. John yeah. had all those hits after he died, but um, and I love it. And there was a good film clip to it, and it's just a great song. I never thought I'd say this about a George song, but I didn't like it. Yeah, it was just I don't know. It was just too commercial for my liking. I love it. I love the drums. I love the. It love starts the, off with the drums, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. What's your number nine? Um, Apple Scruffs. That's yep. off his uh, All Things Must Pass album. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a. I think that was about the fans, like, um, camping outside the. 
Yeah, they used someone's to, home or no? They used to be fans that used to hang outside Abbey Road. That's right, Abbey Road. Or, yeah. or outside the studio all yeah. the time, and outside Apple. Yeah, and that's why he called them the Apple Scruff. Scruff. Yeah, yeah. That was a good song, but, but yeah, and apparently he he was a bit mean to them. And he felt bad about being mean to them, so yeah. he wrote a song about them, right. which was really nice. He you called know? them scruffs. Yeah, he called them <laughs> scruffs, but he wrote a song about yeah. them, which was, you know, they were immortalised in a George Harrison song. Yeah. All right, my number nine is off George's very, very first album, Wonderwall, and it's called a song called Skiing. Yeah. And it's just a little instrumental that I really like. Yeah. Because it sounds like... It sounds so hip, doesn't it? But yeah, it's not only hip, but it sounds like an outtake from Revolver. Yeah. You know, it's got that same Revolver guitar sound yeah. and, and that sort of backward feel to it. Yeah. But and yeah, but also, um, if you had, were watching a movie in the mid-60s and it had Goldie Horn or something, yeah. you could imagine that yeah. being played in the background. Yeah, it's really groovy. Yeah. It's really groovy and it's what you'd expect them to... Uh, to play at some groovy discotheque yeah. around that era. Yeah. Oh, I think Wonderwall, he did that. I think I think he did that um, maybe around the White Album days or... Yeah, it was 1968. So, yeah. It came 68, out in 1968, yeah. 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 Okay, what's your number eight? Um, My Sweet Lord. Yeah? Yep. Uh, classic, if, absolute classic. If it was 1971 now, it'd be right up there. Yeah. But uh, to me, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the song, but it's just been done to death, you know. And um, It's a great song. It um, is. He got sued. Did he? He got sued, oh, yeah. Because yeah, they right, say yeah. it sounds like she's so fine. Fine, yeah. Which it does a little bit, but what the hell. And, you know, that absolute asshole, Alan Klein, yeah. sued him over For it. For that? Was that yeah, Alan Klein? Yeah, because Alan it? Klein owned... Owned, um, he's so fine, and oh, okay. so he's you know he's just just an absolute just being, prick and just being um, Alan. Yeah, I actually hope he's rotting in hell. Yeah, if there is such a place. Yeah, I hope he is. Yeah, it was just an asshole thing to do. You you didn't need to do that. No, so, you know. to, not to George. Um, my number eight is all those years ago. Okay, that was I didn't mind that song. Yeah, it's not one of my favourites, but. Well, first, first of all, I liked it because it was his tribute to John. That's why I've got it in my top ten. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's musically, I don't think it's one of his best songs. No. But it's in my top ten. Because, because of that. Because it's, a, you know, it's George singing about, about, John. about John. And he and looked up, how he looked up yeah, to John. Yeah, how he looked up to John. And um, it's that deserves a place in the top ten. It's sentimental value, you know. Okay. All right, you got me feeling like an asshole now. <laughs> What's your number seven? Uh, isn't it a pity? Mm, great song. Yeah. Great song. Yep. Oh, what can you say? It's um, again, if it was nineteen seventy-one, that it'd be up more uh, closer to number one seven. But uh, he just there's a lot of real obscure songs he did that I like better. Yeah, yeah. Some, he, he had this real crazy sort of. Um, which I'll elaborate when we get up to it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very sad song though, isn't it? And yeah. it's actually about the Beatles. It's about it? the Beatles breakup. Yeah, oh, okay. the I whole know thing. That. Yeah, I thought it was just generalising on. No. isn't it that pity how we break each other's hearts? Yeah, that's about uh, the Beatles. Okay, uh, but but it's 
clever in a way. It's like, yeah. Because it can be a love song. He he knew it's about life as well. Yeah, yeah. Because we're always being angry to each other and putting each other down. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. It's like universe, said, yeah. universal themes. Yeah. You know, universal themes, but it's... It had, it had a double meaning. That's I think that's what you meant by... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's more to it. Yeah. My number seven is My Sweet Lord. Yep. Uh, great song. I just remember it. I just remember... When I first heard it, I was really young. I thought it was a Beatles song. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know it was a George Solo song. Um, fantastic song. His big smash hit. That's what I like about it. You know, it was he was the first one to have like a mega smash hit yeah. out of the four. Yeah. And the Dark Horse. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he was the Dark Horse. What's your number six? Wawa. Oh, shit. I forgot about Wawa. Did I needed you? to put that in. How can you forget about Wawa? Yeah, it's a great song. That's Apparently, that's about Paul. Is it? Wawa, yeah. You made me such a big star. Yeah. Being there at the right time, being closer to the dime or something. Well, as, as we said, Paul was the one who brought him into the band. Yeah, you made me a big star. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is a great song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. That, that's a song, like, if, if you're thinking about... The Beatles recording one more album. Yep. That that would be. It'd be a classic. Yeah. That that would be on that album. Yeah. That that would be on that album. Um, my number six is True Love. Yeah, I love that whole album. uh, Thirty-three and a third. Yeah. That's actually one of my um, first George album that I bought. Right. Yeah. It's um, great album. Yeah, uh, True Love, it's just sort of... Well, it's not his original, it's it's a cover. Is it? Yeah, True Love, someone, I think someone maybe in the 40s or 50s did it. Oh, really? I might be even wrong, might have been even in the 30s, I don't know, but it's not his song, yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I, I but just but he the, made a really good... I like the, the film clip to it, I like the... The che- humour. The cheekiness yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just great. What's your number five? Um... This guitar can't stop from crying. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. Um, the sequel to While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah, yeah, but it's a great song. Um, I, I suppose I expected more when I first heard it, but now um, I understand why I like it so much because it it grew. It's one of those songs that grew on me. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, what album is that off? Can you remember? Yeah, um, Extra Texture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you were um, a much bigger solo, solo Beatles fan yeah. than I was. Yeah, I got uh, it. Especially I got George. Yeah. I, I think as a body of work, I think George had the best stuff, really. I mean, Paul had some great stuff. Oh, the wings, but, yeah. Yeah, but I think George probably pips Paul. Yeah. And John had some great stuff. Yeah, he did. His yeah. first album. But he was always so pissed off, you know. <laughs> that's what... Oh, look, his first album, his first album to me is the best out of the solos. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I love it because it sound, there's a lot of songs on there that sound like they're from the White Album. Yeah. You know? So I think they, he called that the Plastic Ono Band. Yeah, it? yeah, that's yeah. what it was. But we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. Uh, my number five is When We Was Fab. Oh, okay. Now, I like that. I love the film clip 
I love the film clip of when we was fab. Yeah. I remember talking to a friend and I was saying, geez, I wish the Beatles, you could see like what the Beatles could do with modern technology in their film clips now. And then yep. George came out with when we was fab and my yep. friend said to me, well, that's what the Beatles would do. Yeah. And it's good. It's, you know, it's got that. So it's got the cellos, the sliding cellos, yeah. and it just sort of had that a bit, bit of that Beatleish, yeah, Beatleish thing to it. Yeah, I have to admit, there's a lot of songs I like better than that. Yeah, um, me probably, too. Probably but because it's... I got more into it, the solo things, as yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot more obscure, crazy songs. Um, to me, that was a little bit commercial for me. Yeah. But I like it because it's about the Beatles. Yeah. That's what I like, you know. Yeah. I'm very sentimental that way. Yeah. What's and your number? Understandably so. What's your number four? Uh, the Sue Me, See You Blues. Yeah. That was off his second album, yeah. Living in the Material World. Yeah. That's about being sued for Yeah. For My Sweet Lord. Yeah. yeah. Bring your partners. Let's all have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. 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 As, um, you know, I, I have to admit, I found that song a little bit depressing. Yeah, but, well, it was, but he had Billy Preston on the piano, and I'm going to go more into that with another song, actually, the next song. I oh, know, sorry. Anyway, I'm going to go more into it when we get closer to number one. So my number four is... Johnny's birthday. Oh, really? I love that. That's a good choice. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's it's very uh, George. Uh, yeah, but it's also kind of Sergeant Peppery too. It's yeah. got. It sounds like a Ferris, not a Ferris wheel, a merry-go-round type thing is in the background. It's yeah. warped. It slows. It speeds up. It well, if it was a merry-go-round, it would have end up going a million miles per hour. Yeah, that's Cause right. Because it, it speeds up, which is funny. That's right. I really like it. I, I wish it was longer. Actually, yeah, I. Have, that's a good choice. I. Yeah. That's a really good. That's choice. one of my favorite. Yeah. You know. Well, I can understand that. Yeah. What's your number three? Um. It's it's all up to what you value if off the uh, thirty three and a third album. I don't know that song. Yeah, it's um, I think it's the first song on the second side. Right. Just, well, oh, tell um, me about it. It's harder to describe. Um, yeah, you can't. I can't categorize it. Is it a ballad? Is it? It's a... not blues. It's not a ballad. Um, it's got a mediocre. Uh, tempo to it mm. it's just what do you voice. like about it you like his voice yeah his voice yeah. And, and how he leads into the next to the chorus mm. and then mm. yeah well my number three is um ding dong ding dong oh yeah i love that yeah i love that song it's uh, off the same album um i remember singing that in primary school yeah. Yeah. About a, a certain teacher, I'm not going to name. Oh her, yeah. But we used to change the words, and uh, her her name sounded like Ding Dong, Ding Dong, and oh, we okay. used to say, uh, we used to sing, Miss Ding Dong is in the nude. Oh yeah. Miss yeah. Ding Dong is in wow. the nude, and I just really loved it. I didn't. Just... I didn't know that you heard those songs. Oh. so early. Ding dong, ding dong. It was, it was a big single. Yeah, right. It was a massive single in yeah. about 1974 yeah, or whatever. I when, can imagine when, it would have been. When we were like 
you know, five, whatever, yeah. five or six years old, yeah. It was a good uh, film clip too. Yeah, I love I love that song. Because it had the part where he was a hippie and then it yeah. ch- changed into something else. Yeah. And... Oh, that, that, that's a, what I like about the film clip of um, When We Was Fab. Yeah. He dresses up as, you know, a 1964, yeah. when he was a Beatle in 1964, yeah. which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your number two? Um. His name is Legs, uh, in brackets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of his crazy songs off the Extra extra Texture album. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Billy Preston's um, piano. Yeah. Just made it sound so groovy and... Just makes it for you. Don't ask me what it's about, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of his mad songs, but had a real good groove to it. Uh, my number two is Crackerbox Palace. Yeah. Love Crackerbox Palace. Crackerbox Palace reminds me of Sergeant Pepper. Yep. In a way, you know, it's just crazy. I remember coming over to your place one day and you had recorded Rage. For anyone who doesn't know, Rage was a music show that just used to run all night. And I had always. And you, you recorded videos. it and you had those videos. And that's yeah. when I first saw the video of Crackerbox yeah. Palace. And to me, that was, yeah, it was like. It could have fit on Sergeant Pepper, yeah. or they they could have made it, you know, if if they wanted to make a Sergeant Pepper two, they could have made a Crackerbox Palace album. I just yeah. loved it. I love the yeah. humor. I love. It's a great film clip. Isn't I love, it? yeah, I love how it's about a nut house. Yeah. you know. But and it's his house. Yeah, and it's his house. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, that that's right. I I I re- recorded quite a few of those songs off that yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on that. it had this song on it. it I wish had, I had that tape now, yeah, that had, VHS. Yeah. All right, here we go. What's your number one? This song. This I, song. Again, off that same album. Yeah. And, and again, that's it's. Um, I think that's a shot at being sued over. Yeah, it was my, my sweet lord. Yeah, yeah, because there was a real there was a court courtroom uh, scene in it and the. Yeah. The secretary's playing the piano. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was very, he had a, a very whimsical oh, yeah. comedic side, old well, George. Well, that's why he hooked up with the Monty Python, you know. Yeah, he's, that's he had right. a lot of humour. They loved him too, yeah. the Monty Python. The Monty Python guys absolutely yeah. loved George Harrison. Yeah. You know, how could you not? All right, uh, my number one is What Is Life? That's, that's, that's a good choice. Um, to me... Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, that's very good. Every time I hear that, I'm, I feel good. It's a yeah. feel, it's a feel good um, yeah. song, especially that you know that little riff at the beginning of that down 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 down. And I always thought if the Beatles stayed together, that could have been their next single, yeah. and that would have been a smash hit. Can you imagine that? You know the backing vo- how it's got heaps of backing vocals on it. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was John and Paul, Paul doing yeah. that? It just would have been an absolute Beatles classic. Yeah. It's a classic anyway. But it would have been a massive Beatles classic. Yeah. Well, I, you, you're going to think I'm a bit cheeky for, you know, like saying this about a Beatle, but I just wish the the chorus just went on a bit at the end. I, I wish he put another verse in instead of just re- repeating the chorus. Yeah, I understand what you mean. I like it. Yeah. I personally like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I understand what you yeah. mean. All right, so that, song. that was our top 10 George solo songs and we're going to come back with our top 10 George Beatles songs don't go anywhere I won't 
Okay, so the top 10 George Beatles songs. That was pretty hard. We'll start at number 10. I can see your number 10 noise. You've got Savoy Truffle as yeah. number 10. Yeah, that was off the White Album. Um, yes. Um, what could I say about that? You better so, say something. Yeah, some of these songs <laughs> it's hard to describe because um, look, it, it, it's humorous. There's there's some humor in there. Um, it's the song's about um, the song was about Eric Clapton. He sat there watching Eric Clapton. He had a box of chocolates. You know how the box of chocolates can have the name of each chocolate yep. on there, and he was watching Eric Clapton eating the chocolates, and he was just writing them down. Oh, okay. You know, and I he, didn't know that. Yeah, and he was saying to Eric Clapton. He's saying to Eric Clapton, man, if you keep eating this stuff, you're going to have your teeth pulled out. Yeah. You know? Right. So, and the Savoy Truffle was, was about that. Was one of those chocolates. Oh, okay, right. But to me, Savoy Truffle, that song is like a genre unto itself. Yeah. It doesn't sound like any other Beatles no, song. No, that, that's why I found it hard to describe. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was just something totally It's different. sort of groovy. It's kind of a bit, um, there was, you know, kind of, 70s soul yeah you know it was before 70s soul but it was it sounded like you know with the horns yeah and all, and all that and, sort and of you could just there. hear a touch of sarcasm in there yeah yeah, yeah there's always or with george always sarcasm yeah my number 10 is something okay okay one of george's best written songs yeah probably only number 10 because i've heard it so much and it's not 1970 or, that's right yeah. but I remember when I went and, went and saw Paul. Paul came out and he started singing. He had a ukulele that, ukulele, George, yeah. that George had given him. Yep. He told us, you know, George yep. gave me this. And he starts singing a couple of the first verses. And then the band gets first into it. First verse something. Yeah. And then the band gets into it. And they've got pictures of George in the background, young George. And I remember turning around and people were bawling. Yeah. Bawling there, even I, I yeah. had tears in my eyes. The outpouring of love yeah. for George yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, and so, yeah, the only reason that's number ten in my top ten is because I guess I've heard it so much. Mm. But as a song, as a song, I mean, Paul really only rates this song as a George classic. Yeah, but I, I, I think yeah, as he's got way more classics than that. But this song is. Up there, Lennon, it's Lennon McCartney for standard sure. for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's Lennon um, McCartney standard yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, um, I saw McCartney do that exact thing in the concert for George, which I yeah. had the DVD. Yeah. Um, yeah, he starts off with the ukulele in a faster tempo, and then when the drums come in, they slow it right down and he swap, to, to the proper tempo of yeah, and something. He, and he swaps the ukulele for yeah. a guitar. Yeah. And I, I just remember and seeing those pictures of young George and I was crying and the people were bawling. Yeah, it would have people been People were hysterical. Yeah. People were hysterical. Yeah. Um, so that was my number 10. What's your number nine? Uh Something. Okay, so we just... I'd like, we're, we're going to have to talk about that song one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything you'd like to add to that or... You, no, no, what, what else can you add? It's just one of those untouchable classics. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, all right, so what's your... Oh, okay, my number nine. My number nine is Love To You. 
Yeah. Off the Revolver well, album. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. You love Revolver. Well, yeah, so do I. I love Revolver. And I love George's Indian stuff. Yeah. I really love George's Indian stuff. It was, um, to me, it, it's just really freaky. Yeah. It was just really freaky. It was really different. Yeah. George really, I think he was the first one to do something really different. Yeah. You know, sure. just to step out and yep. just do something. Like, I mean, Tomorrow Never Knows is really different. Yeah. But this is really different. This sounds like um, it's from a different, well, it's from a different country. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it doesn't sound English yep. at all. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the lyrics, lyrics are um, magical, mystical George, aren't yep. they? Yeah, it's definitely out of someone's comfort zone, you know. It's, yeah. it's right out there. But it was right into our, our zone, wasn't yeah. it? We loved yep. it. All right, what, what's your number eight? eight. Uh, for You, Blue. Yeah, great yeah. song. Go. Go, Johnny, go. Yeah. Someone has nothing on this, babe. He uh, mentioned someone's name. Oh, okay. And then he says, he's got nothing on this, babe. Yeah. And what, what do you like about it? Oh, it's just a nice little blues, uncomplicated sounding blues. Mm. Um, yeah, just like a a fun song. I don't think he took it too seriously. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is Long, Long, Long. Oh, okay. That's an interesting choice. I really love Long, Long, Long. I love that. Um, I love the acoustic of it. I yeah. love the how mellow it is yeah. and it sounds it's really haunting yeah. it's a really haunting song and it kind of sounds like to me i read the lyrics as he's talking about someone that he's been in love with over lifetimes and re- yeah. reincarnation yeah you know yeah. so he's been going it's been a long time now that i've found you yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so it's someone that he loved in his last life and it's someone that he loves in this life and Probably about Krishna. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably but, uh, about Krishna. But, uh, but it comes after all those up-tempo, everybody's got something to hide except yeah. me and my monkey. And um, it comes from a couple of up-tempo songs into this real dreamy sort of... And it's so uh, it's so low. Yeah. You've got to... You've, you it really is. have you've to turn, turn it up. up. Yeah. You've got to turn it up. In, in the remix, they've mixed it louder, which yeah. is good. But yeah, yeah, I think it needed to be louder. Yeah, it did need to be louder. Okay, so what's your number seven? Uh, it's All Too Much off the uh, Yellow Submarine album. Love that song. Yeah, I know you I, do. I think that's George's most underrated song. Yeah. It didn't make my top ten today, yeah. but it is his most underrated song, I think. Yeah, it's a, yeah the only issue I have with that song, it, it just goes on and on and on. Um, it's yeah. a great song, yeah. and you want more of that great song. Yeah, but it just goes. Yeah, it's on too the much. Yeah. It's too much, which yeah. it is. It's too much. Too much. Too yeah. much. Yeah. But it, yeah, if you if you knocked off that last uh, ten minute, minutes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably longer than Hey Jude. Yeah, nothing's longer than fucking Hey Jude. Nah. All right, my number seven is the Inner Light. Oh, I totally forgot about that song. Yeah. How can you totally forget yeah, about the inner light? Yeah. Jesus Christ! No, the inner light is like I said. I'm writing. I, I love the George Indian stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, inner light was B side of Lady Madonna. Was I it? Think. Yeah, it was. It was I, that song just came out of nowhere. I didn't know it was on a single. 
Yeah, that's it was. right. Until was... you until you got um, it's on past masters too. Because I, I had it on a rarities album. Yeah, yeah, it's on the rarity, yeah. and I, I just love it. I love you know. Um, I love the lyrics without going out of my door. You can know all the ways of heaven. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's just Krishna. about yeah, it's yeah. about meditation. Yeah. It's about and I love the instrumentals yeah. and you know I arrive without traveling, yeah. see all without doing. You know, well, he was actually quoting something that's a real. It's a real um, scripture, Indian scripture. scripture yeah. yeah, he was quoting that. Yeah, yeah. and you know who does that. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Only George. Only George o- can do that. Only George does that. Your number six? Uh, Old Brown Shoe. Good song. Great song. Not rated enough. Totally underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just... Which a lot of George songs are, aren't they? Yeah, it's just it's got a cool groove to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the chorus on it. Sounds like John or Ringo's joined him on the chorus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> John or Ringo. Um yeah, all I right. I don't think so, it was Paul. It wasn't definitely wasn't Paul backing him up. Yeah. Yeah, so So my number six is Here Comes the Sun. Yep. I I, I never realized how good that guitar intro mm. is until uh there was a busker and he had his guitar just sitting on his little amp. Just playing the picking thing. Yeah, and when I heard it it just live, yeah. I just never realized how intricate and how beautiful it is and how talented you would have to be to write that yeah 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 well um eric clapton yeah he was uh i think him and eric were walking through this garden or something and john just sat down uh george just sat down and just played it and eric clapton said he was just you know yeah had no words for it yeah because he was just so sick of the beatles shit Mm. And he saw it coming to an end, and it was here like, comes the sun. "Here comes the sun." Yeah, when Eric when Eric described that, uh, Eric had his look as he appeared in Tommy. Yeah, right. Yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah. Short hair. And, yeah, yeah. And the beard. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. We're up to number five. What, what's your number five? Uh, Love to you off the Re- off the revolver album. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we spoke about this before, but yep, your Indian George doing his uh, Indian thing. Yep. Yeah. Just um. It's a very upbeat too. You know what I mean. You can yeah. actually dance to that song. I've danced to that song Have in it? my room. Yeah. Okay. I've turned that up. It's doing a crazy dance yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay. So um, maybe. Fred Astaire's doing something <laughs> that we haven't seen yet. Um, my number five is "I Want to Tell You." That's a great song. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I love I love that song. Was I that? love that song. It's on Revolver. Revolver, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know that I'll make you maybe next time around. Yeah, yeah. and John yeah. John and Paul's vocals, yeah. their, their harmonies on it, yeah. are just really good. I, I, Great song. Yeah, Jeff Lynne sung it in the concert for George. Oh, did he? Yeah. I'll have to watch that one day. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, great song, great album. Yeah. And one of my, my number fifth best George Beatles song. What's your number four? Uh, Taxman. Ooh. Yeah, the Taxman. As I was saying, he never... 
he always got the tax man even in in his di uh, dying days he he made sure he didn't get rip, ripped off by the tax man mm. uh, Mon Monty Python <laughs> uh, was telling us the story of that yep um, but what do you like about the song oh right yeah the song um, the, it's just a great start to the album different like who'd start an album one two three four with a cough in the background yeah one and two. something that sounded like it was going backwards I don't or maybe it was maybe it was a guitar pick sliding on the string well, or something well he used the same uh, middle solo at the end as well is yeah. it exactly that's the Paul same? playing the solo both of really? solos, by the way, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you did because I told you last time. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my, what number was that? That was That's number four. Four. My number four is Within You and Without You. And I've spoken about that in great length. Yeah. I, I didn't like it as a kid. Absolutely love it now. I think it's the best song on Pepper. Yeah, it's the instrumentation, the orchestration, the the way he sings it, that um, that ghostly voice that he uses, and the lyrics, those spiritual, beautiful lyrics. Love yeah. it, love it. I think it's uh, I think it's one of the Beatles' most intelligent songs. Okay, I really do. It's very, yeah. very intelligent. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, that's going um, a long way. <laughs> yeah. I looked at it as a George song, and only George would sing that song. Yeah, you know, with his spiritual stuff. Yeah, but uh, and I didn't know you knew that song as a kid. Like I, I only discovered all these songs when after I left school. Yeah, no, I, I um, well, yeah, well, you were a kid. You were how old were you? Okay, you were seventeen. Like seventeen. Yeah. yeah, you're a kid. And That's what just... I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like four. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, number three. Uh, only Northern Song. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I like that song, but yeah. I, I just, I wouldn't, I haven't got it in my top 10. Really? No. Yeah, no. it was just, uh, just one of those trippy songs from the Yellow Submarine cartoon. Yeah. And uh, it had that trippy film clip too. Like yeah. The, the lights and. Cartoons were a really big influence on us, weren't yeah. they? Like the Beatles yeah. cartoon, Yellow Submarine yeah. cartoon. I remember we used to go to your place and get absolutely hammered on weed yeah. and watch Yellow Submarine yeah. and just be yeah. absolutely enveloped yeah. in the whole thing. And I love the lyrics to that song, you know. The lyrics are great, yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this song, yeah. you may see the chords are going wrong or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just made me not like it. Oh, no, I'm joking. Sorry to scare you. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three. For me, is Piggies. Oh, Piggies. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. I've actually, yeah, I've actually got that for my next one. Yeah. It's, um, okay, we'll both talk about it here. Mm. Um, it's great social commentary yeah. on, um, you know, in the English upper class. Yeah. You know, how they're all hypocrites. Yeah, and just pigging out on with their classy China. Yeah. Um, yeah, talking shit. Yeah, talking shit. They it's, think they're being sophisticated, but they are talking shit. And yeah. that's what yeah. George and, is saying. Yeah, and they're pigs. Yeah, and they uh, are pigs, yeah. right at the end, that line, um, 
to eat the bacon. Yeah, eat the so bacon. So e- eating each other, yeah. you know, because that, that's the way it is. But yeah. not only the social commentary, I love the uh, harpsichord. I love the harpsichord in it. Yeah. That da, 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 yeah. Da. I love that. It, it makes it like a nursery rhyme. Yeah. And that part where it goes... Da, 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 I love that It just too. fitted in. Yeah. Musically just How perfect is fitted that? Fitted in, yeah. I, I, I wonder if George actually wrote that or if yeah. it was something John put in or Paul put in. Because they used to do that. They used to do that a you lot. You could just tell from that... It's only a little piece of music, but you, you can tell... Just tell it, it fitted in the to class, what it was doing. The class yeah. of it all, you yeah. know? That, that's what the Beatles are known for. They, yeah. Every little thing they put in was um, tasteful. Yeah. They didn't put something in just for the sake of throwing shit in, you know? Yeah. It was all tasteful. It all fit. I'm glad you recognise that too because... Oh, that's one of my favourite yeah. bits. Yeah. That's one of my favourite bits. Yeah. Musically, it was great. All right. So your number your number two is Piggies. We just spoke about that. My number two is Tax Van. Yeah. Which we've spoken Thank about. You know. But I love the riff. Da, 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 da. I think that's really groovy. Oh, you know catchy, how yeah. you know how we were talking about um, a Goldie Horn movie yeah. from the sixties or something. I yeah. can imagine people in one of those sixties discos with the weird lights dancing to Tax Band. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and plus I love John and Paul's harmonies. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favourite songs. One of my not only my favourite George songs, but one of my favourite Beatles songs yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. For a long, long time. Yeah. As we know, as you're all Beatles fans that are listening to this, I assume. Yep. Um, as we know, the songs change all the time, mm. you know. All right. Time for our number one George Beatles song. What have you got? Well, it's not only my number one George song. It's my number one overall Beatles song. Oh, what uh, is it? While My Guitar Gently Weeps. That's my number one as well. Yeah. So we can, we'll both talk about that. Yep. Great yep. song. Oh, yeah. The end part. I love the end part when he's moaning. Oh, my, yeah. that part. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the best parts. Yeah, of it. that's as, great. As it's fading out, he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's also um, it's also a song. We were talking about George had a knack of writing Beatles songs. Like when he first started writing, he was he was trying to write Lennon and McCartney songs. Yeah, you know he was trying to compete with them. But then he just gave that yeah, up. Yeah, fuck that. He gave yeah. that up and started writing songs that didn't sound like Lennon and McCartney. Like yeah. all all that all that Indian stuff didn't yeah. sound anything like Lennon and McCartney. And I think this is one of those songs. Savoy Truffle doesn't sound like Lennon and McCartney. No. But I think this is one of those songs that don't doesn't sound like Lennon and McCartney. No, he had his own, it, own yeah. uh, music to it. Yeah, this is this is George, um, original George. And, you know, McCartney says something, only seems to recognise something. Every time he talks about George, it's something. You yeah. know, he brings up something. He should be bringing up While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yes. Yeah, you know? because that's probably the competitive part of Paul. Yeah. Because he knew it was a, such a top song and um, it, he knew it'd be a lot of Beatles top songs. Yeah. Like that, me, that's right. a Beatles fan, number one song is not a Paul song, it's a George song. Yeah. And, well, mine's not a Paul song, it's a John song. <laughs> but... Um, Strawberry Fields. Uh, yes. Okay. Strawberry Fields is my number one. I'll never forget... One day you all got into my car. I was driving somewhere. Yeah. 
and I put the tape in and it was just happened to be right at the end of that song and your brother yep. said, Marty, what the hell was that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because when I put the tape in, it just started from that, you know, oh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah. the moaning and all that. He said, what the hell was that? <laughs> I now bury Paul. Yep. Um, yeah, and we spoke about this before when we were doing um, the, the episode of what could have been singles. What I really love about, like, I mean, we're talking about Paul here where we're, we're sort of like rubbishing Paul a little yeah. bit, but one of the th- the main things I like about this song is Paul's backing vocals. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that um, you know, when it says sleeping and mm. weeping and yeah. he comes in with that high, to me that makes the song. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. I and really it, love and it. And it's sort of delayed or yeah. maybe that was just the weed we had that day yeah probably because it was sort of delayed that <laughs> yeah that however um harmony yeah no it's a fantastic song yeah. um yeah like I the said, best george song one of my fa- all-time favorite Beatles songs in the top five for sure you know well it's i wouldn't hesitate to say it's my overall best Beatles song. yeah fantastic yep all right, so you've been listening to Tomorrow Never Knows, a Beatles podcast. Um, don't forget to join our Facebook page, which is called Tomorrow Never Knows, a Beatles podcast, and that way you'll get updated on each episode. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, all sorts of podcasts, like I was saying before. I've, if you go, I'm, I'm if, glad you got them all. Well, if you Google, if you Google um, "Tomorrow Never Knows" a Beatles podcast, you'll see it on all these ones I didn't even know. Yep. No. So, so we're there for your easy listening pleasure. Yeah. At the end of these things, I normally say "rock on," but with this one, "dream on." <laughs> and I'm going to say "peace, everybody." Man. Mm-hmm.